Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons. We're advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, and research. Welcome to the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons podcast series. Tonight, we will be discussing sleep disturbance after total joint replacement. I'm being joined by Dr. Stuart Fisher, who practices at Summit Orthopedics in Summit, New Jersey, and also by Dr. Trevor North at Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, Michigan. In episode one, we will be discussing sleep positions, how to get out of bed safely at night after your joint replacement, coping with post-operative night pain, and potentially why you are having sleep disturbance after your joint replacement. Tonight's questions are going to be focused on patients' concerns with sleep disturbance after joint replacement and things that we frequently hear in our practices. Stuart, I'd like to start with you. One question that we frequently get asked by patients, especially after hip replacement, is can I sleep on my side? What is your general advice for patients on sleeping on the operative side or the non-operative side after a hip replacement? Well, generally you wanna protect the surgical incision. So we discourage people from sleeping on their operative side. Besides that, it's going to be painful if you have a fresh incision. Some surgeons will ask to protect the hip that patients sleep on their back for a few days or even a few weeks. Other surgeons will allow patients to turn to the non-operative side, maybe with a pillow between their knees. But I think the main thing is that you want to protect the fresh incision. At what point would you feel comfortable letting your patient sleep on that surgical site? Well, you want to do it when the wound is healed up enough. So typically that's at least two weeks. Okay. Dr. North, I was going to ask if you could fill us in on any sleeping positions you typically would have your patients avoid directly after surgery, or do you let them sleep in any position they're comfortable as long as they're avoiding that surgical site? Specifically for hip replacement, I echo what Dr. Fisher has said that we'd really do try and protect that surgical side for at least two to four weeks. It is a little bit variable depending on how well the incision is healed, but uh, we discourage that initially. And then I do tell people that it is fine to sleep on the non-operative side as long as they are supporting that joint. Again, it is more for comfort than hip stability. Most people will feel uncomfortable if the legs are directly together after Uh, hip replacement, especially early on during the uh, tissue healing after the surgery. Great. Thank you. Do you have any things that you tell patients about sleeping positions in regards to total knee replacement? Yeah, the main thing I think is not to sleep with a pillow directly under your knee. One of the things that can happen after a total knee replacement, if you're not careful, is that you can develop what we call a flexion contracture. That is, your knee is a little bit bent and it won't straighten out. If you put a pillow directly under your knee, your knee is going to be in a bent or a flexed position. Instead, the best thing to do is to put the pillow under your calf so that when you're lying flat, your knee will come out straight. Some people sleep on their side, of course, and in that circumstance, it's hard to fully control. 
Dr. North, what is your take on sleeping positions after knee replacement? Yeah, I think Stuart made a great point about trying to protect that knee with respect to having a flexion contracture after the surgery. Although it is rare, it can happen if you don't alert patients to that early on. And supporting that leg underneath the calf or underneath the ankle early on is the most appropriate. Also, I find that the majority of patients do turn from side to side. So if people are side sleepers, I don't restrict them from that. But supporting that uh, knee from sort of the hip all the way down to the ankle with either pillows or other supports of comfort to them is usually helpful in getting an earlier quality rest. Great. And I share similar practices to both of you in that regard. There's some surgeons who actually have their patients wear a, a device at night to help keep the leg out straight. In most cases, that's not necessary but sometimes we'll utilize that when people are really struggling on getting that knee out straight. Next, I'd like to go over a topic that can be concerning for our geriatric patients, and that is how do I get out of bed safely at night when I need to use the restroom, the room is dark, how do I prevent having a fall? I think that's a very important safety topic for our patients. And Dr. Fisher, do you mind just going through your thoughts on how to safely get patients out of bed in the middle of the night? Well, firstly, they need to get up carefully, particularly if they've had hip surgery. They should get up first to a sitting position, get their feet on the floor, and then come to a standing position. For most people in the post-operative period, they will be starting out with a walker and then advancing to a cane. I recommend for a lot of my patients at night that they use the walker simply because they're going to be just waking up from sleep and will be less steady and will have some difficulty balance. I also recommend that when they get out of bed, they sit first for a few seconds before they stand so they don't get dizzy and so that they can be oriented. I suggest to my patients that they use a nightlight in the hall or something like that because if it's dark, they may trip over obstacles, a rug, a door ledge, or something like that. So generally speaking, I tell my patients, exert extra caution, be careful, and be aware of your surroundings. Great. On that same line, Dr. North, what do you typically recommend for patients? Do you prefer to use things like bedside commodes? Do you want to try to get most people to be able to use their own bathroom in the house? What's your general advice based on your patients? Usually in that very early post-operative period, that first week or so, I really do recommend that people have at least access to a commode. Like Stuart pointed out, a lot of it is age-dependent, and people who are maybe a little bit unsteady at baseline, you really do want to have access to that commode at nighttime, especially early on. People who are a little bit younger and more steady on their feet should still have access to a walker. And uh, oftentimes we will assess their stability and their comfort with getting up and moving towards the bathroom while they're in the hospital, either in our outpatient center or if they're in the larger hospital setting, just to make sure that in the evening time when they're alone or with their family supports, that they are going to be safe and steady to get to the bathroom on their own. And once they can prove to themselves that they can do that, oftentimes I'll let them and I'll let them move away from that commode. 
I think that's a great point that these things are very individual based on the patient's age and function level. We find physical therapists also, your physician can be very helpful in giving you specific advice on whether or not you should use a bedside commode, whether you're able to use your own bathroom to start out. And a great deal of this is based on the patient's comfort and physical function when they do leave the hospital. I think the main point is to tell patients to take it slow and to advance gradually. Everybody's going to get there, but everybody has to do it at his or her own speed. And the most important thing is to be safe, whatever you do. I think that's a great point. Dr. North, one thing we frequently hear in our practices is that patients will be in the post-operative period. We'll see them in clinic. It may be two weeks, four weeks, six weeks after their surgery. And they'll feel that they're doing fairly well during the day, but at night they have quite a bit of pain when they're trying to go to sleep. What do you tell patients when they come to you with these complaints? Yeah, I think that's a very common scenario that we all hear after these kind of surgeries, Ben. And what I tell people first and foremost is that sleep disturbances after this kind of surgery are mainly focused around pain, and it is a very common scenario for people who are undergoing this type of surgery. Things that do help with pain overnight, uh, if patients do wake up, using simple pain medications such as Tylenol or anti-inflammatory medications, if that is a possibility for that, uh, if that person, uh, I think are fantastic places to start. Other things that I tell patients that have woken up in the middle of the night and are having pain, often to not lie in bed for long periods of time, often that can be uh, counterproductive, tell them to get up, stretch the hip or knee as they would normally for their post-operative exercises, oftentimes use a simple ice pack to try and help reduce some of the swelling in the knee as well, and then try and go back to sleep after having done some of those conservative management pieces. Great. Yeah, and one thing we frequently find too is that there's some component of psychological to it as well, where you're active during the day, you're thinking about other things, and at night, you're laying down, you're clearing your mind, and then all that pain from the day sort of catches up to you with the throbbing joint. I think part of it, too, is the fact that when you go to sleep, you're relaxed, you're almost tuning everything out, as they say, so other sensory stimuli, can, such as pain, can break yeah, through. I think also a great, great point. All right, so next question that we frequently hear is that patients get sleep disturbance after joint replacement. They'll come into your clinic and say, I haven't been able to sleep or I'm only sleeping two or three hours at night. Dr. Fisher, what do you typically tell these patients in terms of sleep disturbance when they come to you after surgery? Is this normal to have this happen? Yeah, it's totally normal. Surgery is a major disruption to your, both your life and your body. So it's perfectly normal to have some disturbance or change in your sleep pattern. I try to reassure them that it'll get better as they get into more of a routine and as they increase their activity. Great. Dr. North, what do you typically tell patients as to why these types of things happen in general? So usually I tell patients uh, following uh, surgery that are having some sleep disturbance that number one, it is normal. 
the sleep cycle is disrupted during any major surgery, joint replacement or not, and that this tends to settle down with time. The other things that can contribute to this sleep disturbance, we've touched on this a little bit already, but pain and discomfort overnight with the joint replacement feeling stiff and sore can affect the natural sleep cycles, as well as some people getting into more of a poor sleep hygiene pattern or difficulty with positioning overnight. So all of these things can compound and really start to affect or chip away at people's productive or effective sleep patterns. Well, I want to thank you both for taking the time to join me and discuss sleep disturbance for our patients. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Great speaking with you both. Thank you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit aahks.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, and investigate in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery.